Get a snack, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Lukey Doo's Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Luke White. I'm Daniel White. And I'm Ashley White. This week we are reviewing two movies, Grumpy and Grumpier Old Men. They are rated PG-13. So I would suggest parental guidance if you are with your younglings because of the adult content and language. Mom picked the movies this week. So why did you, Mom? I picked these movies because I watched them when I was younger, and they reminded me a lot of my grandfather, who we lovingly called Poppy. A lot of the mannerisms, the jokes, and just the overall nature (coughs) of the old men reminded me a lot of my grandfather, so I wanted to share that with you, since you never got to meet him. Let's start with Grumpy Old Men, since that it's the first movie. So, since Mom picked the movie this week, who was your favorite character or characters, Mom? My favorite character in Grumpy Old Men was Max Goldman, who was played by Walter Matthau. Mm-hmm. So, why was it? Um, I just think he's very funny. He is very grouchy or grumpy as they call him in the title. He's just a funny actor um, from his mannerisms and his facial expressions to his delivery of his one-liners. Okay, so now let dad go. I have to agree. In Grumpy Old Men, Max is definitely my favorite as well. Walter Matthau is one of my favorite actors and comedians of all time, and I can totally relate to that guy, even at the age of 33, and I feel like that's exactly how I'll be when I'm old. You know what? That's kind of funny that you mentioned that, because I wrote Max Goldman is an older version of Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, save that for overall thoughts next time. Oh, well, all right. Okay, so my, my favorite character was Max, played by Walter Matthau, John Gustafson Jr., played by Jack Lemmon, and John Gustafson Sr., played by Burgess Meredith. And they were awesome actors because Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon were literally in everything with each other. They definitely made a good duo the, together. Yes, the, the, they were the director and the writer were putting up a real relationship in the movie. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And we all know why you love Burgess Meredith because he's been one of your favorite actors since you were a toddler, practically. Yes. <laughs> And why is that? What what role did you see him in that you just fell in love with him? Well, I used to love Batman a lot. And he was in the Batman 1965 movie, the main villain, the Penguin. And he was the first main villain for the Batman franchise. How is that? It's, it's incredible. 
And I might say that he did a fine job. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to your favorite parts. Let's go. Since mom went first this time, it's my turn to go first. Sounds great. Changing channels. Can you explain that a little bit? Uh, John um, is sitting in his TV dinner. Mm-hmm. Watching the lottery, and Max is is watching him. And every time they pull a number, they ch- Max changes the channel to like the pizza commercial, the the Little Caesars pizza pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that Little Caesar. And one time there was. The boy bumping into the granny's butthole. That was my favorite commercial that he changed it to. That fat old granny. Oh. Yeah, my was Pizza Hut. And there's that fat guy that did like the hula. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Dad, what was your favorite part? Uh, I have the exact same thing written down um, when Max is changing the TV channel while John is trying to see if he won the lottery. The poor guy just, you know, is is like all of us. He plays the lottery. He wants to win a million bucks and Max doesn't care. He he just changes the channel on him every time. And pizza, 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 pizza. pizza. I do remember pizza, that commercial. It was it's pizza, very nostalgic. Pizza, pizza. Do you remember the ravioli ravioli dessert that they used to make out of white and um milk chocolate? Yes, I do. Ravioli. Uh, Little Caesars used to be on point when we were it kids. Still is crazy bread. <laughs> and their pizza is the crap. It's the crap. All right. Pizza, pizza, pizza. I just think Jack Lemon plays frustrated and irritated so well in that scene. I totally bought it. It was it was so funny. It gets me every time. My favorite part was when John Gustafson Jr. Uh, wakes up the morning after his date with Ariel and he is dancing to Love Man. Olga, Olga. Oh, yeah. God, making those moves. Yeah, it was really funny to watch that old guy do his dance moves. Go Jack Lemon at the age of 68. Well, still not practically old. Let's move on to least favorite parts. So, Dad, what was your least favorite part? So, I'm not too sure I have a least favorite part. Um, the one scenario that stands out to me is I just don't like how John and Max get to, they feel like they get to decide who Ariel is going to end up with. They don't act like she really gets a choice. They just kind of assume that um, each one assumes that they are the one, and she's already picked John. So it's a little annoying to watch. But other than that, I, I didn't really have a least favorite part. I think it's an overall fantastic movie. What about you, son? No, it's mom's turn because I went first last time, so I go last now. I stand Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) My least favorite part of this movie was the IRS plot. I really felt like it turned a wholesome character kind of into a villain 
because um, people who don't pay their taxes, we tend to think of them as criminals. I just felt like the movie could stand on its own two feet without that underlying story. And there was enough conflict without it. Mm -hmm. That was horrible. It seems like you're making the main character a horrible, horrible, horrible person. So it's my turn. My least favorite part was John Salsa's piano. Oh, that was sad, wasn't it? Because piano, piano calms me down. Piano is a spa, soft spot in my heart. Hmm. So why did it make you upset that he had to sell his piano? Because he, you know, it's just, I love the piano. That's the only reason I could come up with. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And excuse me if I'm being a little grumpy. <laughs> You're fitting right in today, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. So let's move on to least favorite characters. Since dad went first next time, and at last time, it's mom's turn. Uh, well, I split this up into two categories. My least favorite actor in the movie has to be Daryl Hannah. Yeah. I think that she is a very beautiful woman. I think that she was excellent with modeling, but I feel like her acting career was very monotone, very horrible. That. But as far as characters are concerned, I'm going to go back to the IRS plot. I do not like Mr. Schneider. I never did. He played his part well, but I didn't even feel like he was necessary. The IRS plot wasn't even necessary. The director had a horrible idea. My turn not to get confused with your turn. It will not happen again. I am so sorry. My least favorite character. I didn't have one. Well, I did, but I didn't list it on. Okay. So, that would have to be Daryl Hannah. Okay. And I put Chuck down. Well, I did put him down because he's not actually my least favorite character. It's just in any of the world, if I had a list of my favorite grumpy old men characters, he would be last. Got it. But, um, in front of Daryl Hannah. Well, she doesn't even deserve to be on the list. <laughs> that bad, huh? Scathing review for Daryl Hannah. No, number one worst li actor list. She'll be on the very top. Wow. Wow. So, Dad, now it's your turn. What was your least favorite character? Slick, the cat. I don't like cats. <laughs> I have never liked cats. I will never like them. Slick is my least favorite character. Did you grab on my newspaper again? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So let's move on to Dreamcast if we could ever recast this. And and they if they would ever take a new direction. So it's dad's turn. Okay. Um for me, I I kind of thought about this really hard for uh, John Gustafson Jr. Um, I think that if they did take it in a different direction, I think that Bill Burr would be a fantastic replacement for Jack Lemmon. Not agreeing. I agree. I think that that guy would be phenomenal. I don't. I can't see a grumpy old man remake without him. To be honest with you, he could be Schneider. I see him as a Schneider. Uh, I, I just, I, he needs to have a bigger part. He's too funny. He's too funny. He's one of my favorites. What, what about, uh, should, should we go mommy or you for, for John? I don't want to mess this up again. Okay. It's mommy's turn. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? I go last when you go first. Mom, mom goes last when I go first. And, and Ooh. and you go last when mom goes first. Luke is method acting today, boy. Oh, how <laughs> fitting. Just a fitting of uh, maybe the maybe you should play John Gustafson in a remake. Mm. Not until I'm 68. All right, honey. <laughs> For John Gustafson Jr., I chose Kurt Russell. I, I feel like he is a great situational actor and he's also got his own great comedic timing. So I thought that the modern representation of what a grumpy old man would look like with still having some heart to him, Kurt Russell would be a good fit. What about you, Luke? Alec Baldwin. Because I just could see him as John Gustafson. Shout out to Alec Baldwin. Boss baby. Very good. Uh, for, for Max, I had Bill Murray. Um, I don't know how that dynamic would look between the two of them being Bill Murray and Bill Burr with the age difference. But, you know, I think that he would do a fantastic replacement for Walter Matthau. Not As evident by his uh, portrayal of the grumpy old man in St. Vincent. Oh, fantastic movie. Fantastic. Not suitable for children. Not at all. Not at all. Not that Walter Matthau can even be replaced, but that's kind of where I was thinking. My choice for Max Goldman would be Jeff Bridges. I feel like we got a little taste of what a Max Goldman portrayed by Jeff Bridges would look like in True Grit. He has the ability to portray funny characters while being gruff and tough. So that was my pick. What about you, Luke? William Daniels from Boy Meets World, one of the most family-mattered shows in the 90s. Yeah, good, both good picks. Very good picks. Didn't think of either one of them. Uh, I want to save Mr. Gustafson for last, the old Mr. Gustafson Sr. Yeah. Because I love my pick, and I've never been more sure of a pick than this. So I want to go with Ariel, and I'm going to say Susan Sarandon. I don't know why Susan Sarandon. I guess because she's an attractive older woman, too. Um, and she's, she's got range. I think she could do it. I think she could 
pit two guys between each other? I went in a completely different direction. I went with Christy Brinkley. Mm. Yeah, she's a gorgeous woman. She Indeed. can play kind of that California hippie, new age, older Psycho-ish. woman. A little bit. Yeah, I could see it. Who'd you pick? I picked Anne Margaret again because she's still alive. She she still looks literally the same when she, when she was in her early 50s. So why not her? That's a great suggestion. Um. All right, everybody, for John Gustafson Sr., I can only see one person, and I could see the dynamic between him and Bill Burr as father and son, Mr. Christopher Lloyd. Oh. I love this guy. Also one of my favorite actors and comedians, whatever you want to call him. He is just, he's timeless in my opinion. And also, he actually worked with Walter Matthau and Dennis the Menace. He sure did. That is a very good bit of information. Honey? I chose Clint Eastwood for John Cena. Uh, I could see that too. Yeah. So I'm going with Chuck because I want to save John Cena best for last. Morgan Freeman for Chuck. Oh. I, I like it. I did too. I didn't have I didn't, a Chuck. I didn't cast a Chuck either. That was our bad, Luke. But that's a good pick. Well, let's just agree with Morgan yeah, Freeman. I'd be, I'd be good with Morgan Freeman. Who's your Who's your senior? My John Senior. I have two picks. If Steve Buscemi were older, he would be an awesome one. Mm-hmm. But Mel Brooks, you can't beat Mel Brooks for John Senior. I like it. Very good. Very good. So. Now let's move on to overall thoughts. Mom, it's your turn. So my overall thoughts of the movie, obviously, since I chose them, um, is that I really enjoy them. They're timeless classics. The chemistry between Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau is obvious based on their ability to act together for many, many years. Uh, Their acting range from their facial acting, their comedic timing, their mannerisms. They just embodied the characters. And I feel like any aspiring actors really need to watch these two and study their portrayals of these characters because they should aspire to be as good as these two, especially if they're going into comedy. I also really, really love the soundtrack. Um, it's got a lot of classics, and I particularly enjoyed Luke dancing to the polka music while we were watching. <laughs> You're doing the hula for those who cannot see this. What's the polka? Polka. You know, like accordions and stuff. Yeah, like Weird Al. Bush Gardens music. Ah. They play that in the first one at the fishing place. Okay, so my overall thoughts. When 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 Max gets to Ariel's house at night before before John does, you will notice the hat that John's wearing. It looks horrible. <laughs> in the in the background playing what is it called? When he was picking the hats and... T- oh, I'm too sexy for my hat. 
too sexy for my yes. hat. I would have to agree. He is way too sexy for that hat. Anybody's too sexy for that hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Dad, what was yours? I love the way that those two talk to each other. Um, I have a really good friend um, that when I was, every time I watch this movie, I think about how we talk to each other now. And I can totally see that if we were to grow up and be neighbors, this is exactly how we would talk to each other at this age. Do you, do you know who I'm thinking about, Luke? You as Max Goldman and Phil as John Gustafson. One million percent correct. So shout out to you, Phil. Um, this this is this is us. You know, we were watching this and and Ashley said this is you guys, and I was totally thinking it. I also really love the one-liners that come from this movie. It's a very quotable movie. And um, I love movies that have Christmas in them, but they aren't necessarily Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. For instance, like Batman Returns and the much controversial uh, Die Hard. Shout out to the to the main character, Danny DeVito. Yes. So I, I just love the overall feel of this movie. It's very nostalgic and it's just so fun. Oh, can I um can I pose a bonus question on this movie? Uh, yeah. So when. Ariel wakes John up in the middle of the night, one of the many times that she does so. Um, She barges into his house and exclaims, you can tell a lot about a person by what you find in their bathroom. So I'm just kind of wondering, if we were to look in each other's bathrooms, what would we say about each other? So, Dad is definitely gets his deodorant everywhere in his drawers. <laughs> yeah, there's deodorant everywhere. What? I, I use Jill. What are you talking Mom's about? Mom's very clean. Thank you. But <sighs> but you shed a lot. So I, <laughs> I find hair all over in the shower. Well, at least I have hair, right, honey? <laughs> I mean, I've got hair right now. Are you a dog? No, I'm not a dog. Yeah, it seems like you are. I see hair all over the shower. Do you, what do you do? Pull it off? Do you like pull your hair as hard as you can to pull your hair off like a dog? I'll have you know a lot of people shed. Thank you very much. Hey. Let's not talk about that creature that I pulled out of the drain yesterday. Oh, what was <sighs> it? It was my hair. Oh. Oh. Do you have any fleas? Food around the corner, food around the corner, food around the corner for me. Shout out to Looney Tunes. It's not Looney Tunes. All right. Well, I think that if I were to look in Daniel's bathroom without ever meeting him, I would think that he has no idea where a trash can exists. (laughs) There are always empty body wash bottles. There's always empty shampoo bottles. There's always empty water bottles. There's empty toilet paper rolls. I I just, Daniel just doesn't know how to find a trash can to save his life. And as far as Lukey's <laughs> concerned. I, I'm a toothpaste monster. You are yes. the toothpaste monster. You spend 
more time putting toothpaste on the walls and the mirror and the sink and the counters than you do on your toothbrush. <laughs> Not true. I, I just, sometimes when I spit it out, it doesn't go down the drain. You, oh. you are like Bob Ross with your toothpaste and your toothbrush in the sense that you must think it's paint in a paintbrush because you just put it on your toothbrush and what it looks like is you're just like, oh, let me put a little right here on the walls and a lot right here on the mirrors. Happy then, little walls. Yeah. And, uh, and then let but, me just, just but, squeeze the toothpaste all over the sink. But Bob Ross stays up a whole week working on his painting. I would argue that you spend a whole week painting our bathroom with to uh, toothpaste. Oh, yeah. Let's see about that. Yeah, I, I agree. It, with the Luke sentiment, if you if you walk into Luke's bathroom that he shares with his brother, who also doesn't know how to use a trash can. Completely <laughs> agree. I would argue that he's probably worse than Daniel. Yeah. I'm a ladylike. I love I love our oldest kid. It goes without saying. But if you're worse than me at that, you've got some work to do. Yeah. But um, Luke is definitely a tornado made of toothpaste. Um, he goes through the bathroom. And there's just, as we said, you will find pink bubblegum toothpaste everywhere. Places you would never think that you would find toothpaste. Hey. And for my wife, I would say that my wife, aside from what Luke said, being a furball, <laughs> I would say Cousin that it. you would be able to tell that she takes really good care of herself. She's got a lot of products and... She's a very beautiful woman, and uh, she takes a lot of pride in that. So I do. Thank you. Your cousin is. Uh, well, your hair kind of reminds me of him. So I guess that's about it for the first movie. So, and there's more. There's more? The big, big grumpy. I'm going to try to get him to my grumpier mode. Oh, great. Can you get any grumpier? Hey, pipe down. <laughs> so, yes. Such. So, did your favorite character change in between grumpier and grumpy? Mine did, for sure. I felt like Grandpa had a lot more uh, screen time this time. So, I switched, although it was very difficult. I still love Max Goldman in grumpier old men, but grandpa moved it up a notch for me because he had a lot more one-liners this time. Sometimes so, um, I weigh 90 darn pounds and you're giving me the slopping full? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Luke? Did your character change? I have one more. Oh, you added one. Mama. Oh. <laughs> She is just funny how she wants to protect the wine. And she she's trying to, like, whack Max Goldman and make him a shape of a pancake with <laughs> with the thing that you put a pizza in. The, the dough roller? The dough roller. No, not that. The, the, the thing you put the pizza on and you put the... And then you slide it in the oven. Oh, like the big spatula. Oh, okay. Yeah. The wooden pail thingy. What's yours? 
again, I'm in alignment with Ashley. Mine definitely changed uh, for the same reasons. I, I am uh, big on Burgess Meredith's, Burgess Meredith's character in this one. He's much funnier and cracks me up every time. So let's move on to favorite parts. It's your turn. My favorite part is <clears throat> when John and Max are in the bar. And ding dong, the witch is dead. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, Sophia Lauren comes in there and she's trying to be a tempstress and trying to get them to leave her alone um, so that she can open her restaurant. And Max and John decide they're going to take a stand. And Ariel tells John she's going to he's going to go apologize. And he says, I'm the king of my castle. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. And in the very next scene, he's knocking on Max's door because his wife has kicked him out. And I think that <laughs> I think that is so true and so indicative of any marriage. Mm -hmm. If I were to go home and tell my wife, I'm not going to do what she so passionately believes is right. I'm coming to your house, Phil. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, and another favorite part I had is when Max is learning Italian and he's in his kitchen and he's listening to those tapes and he's trying to woo Maria. But then he tells his son, no, he's just trying to learn how to curse her out in her own language. Very funny. Classic comedy. So, Dad. What about you? I have a connection with yours. I just have a um, a, a quote. That. The lady's a, the devil's a lady in a red suit. <laughs> so that is, yeah. that is what so, they call her. So my favorite thing, my favorite thing, I mean, my favorite part was everything except, well, I'll, I'll give you that on least favorite part time. Well, let's go into that. Go ahead. So except when grandpa dies. Which is John Sr. Because Burgess Meredith, again, was one of my favorite actors. And he's no longer going to be in the franchise. But he literally died two years after, which I didn't get to meet him. Hmm. Well, my mom, what was yours? Well... I would like to address my favorite part by having you quote it for me, Luke. Every morning I get up and I eat five strips of bacon. And for lunch, I eat a bacon sandwich. For snack? No, a midday snack. Oh, oh for a midday snack? Bacon, a whole darn plate. And what do you do with your dinner? I drink my dinner usually. <laughs> <laughs> that was by far my favorite part, but I follow it up with a second favorite part when um, John Sr. and John Jr. and Max were all at the grocery store and John Sr. is running around the grocery store. Trying to look at Mama's. Yep. It's okay. I'm a doctor. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Great. Great parts. Dad, 
do you want to go into your least favorite part since we kind of had a segue for Luke to go into his? Um, I didn't really have a least favorite part per se. I did not care for the CGI in this movie. Um, the catfish hunter jumping out of the lake was painfully bad CGI. Yeah. And then when Maria is standing out on the dock, painfully bad CGI. I don't know why they chose to do CGI so much in this movie. Obviously for the fish part, it's understandable, but they were on location. So why couldn't they get that shot of Sophia in real life? It just, I, I didn't care for it. Yeah. Well, I don't really think that Catfish Hunter jumping was didn't make any. I don't think it made any sense. They could have showed it for the first time, and that would be the only time. Got it. Yeah. What about you, Dad? My my least favorite part also was when John Senior passes away, and it's not like it was a bad part of the movie. It actually was. Um, um I think it was very well done yeah. it was very fitting for the movie um you get to see jack lemon's range as an actor not just a comedic actor um it was, it's a very emotional scene almost every single time you watch it even though you know it's coming and um yeah i think anybody who's ever lost anyone close to them can relate to that scene and it um it resonates but Again, not a bad part of the movie. So, least favorite characters. I'm <laughs> moving so, right along. Yeah. So, my turn. So, I, I'm stay, sticking with Mel. Melody. She sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the hate for Daryl Hannah continues. So, screw up. I have to agree. I don't like her character, and I don't like her acting. She is very whiny. She breaks off her engagement for willy-nilly ridiculous reasons. I, I just don't like her. Yeah, I don't like her too much either. Um, I, I almost don't even think about her in the movies, which is why I haven't ever really picked her as my least favorite character. She's that insignificant to me, even when yeah. like she's the slub plot of this movie. I, I just don't like her. Like, I don't think about her. So my least favorite character I had was actually, it was actually Mama. Um, Mama? Mama drives me crazy. She almost <laughs> keeps Max and I can't think of her name. Drawn Maria. 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 That's right. She almost keeps Max and Maria from being together. She's oh, trying to yeah. encourage Maria not to marry Max. Oh, yeah. And yeah. as a guy who relates to Max, I want my woman. If we were to recast Maria and Mama, who would they be, Mom? Well, for Maria, I chose Salma Hayek. Mm. I know that she is not Italian, but she is a beautiful, uh, dark-haired woman, and I think that she would play Maria beautifully. And then for Mama, I felt like, why not bring back Sophia Loren to play Mom this time? Oh, yeah. So that leads up to mine. Since Sophia Loren is still alive, she looks the same. So why not have her as Maria? And 
if she were still alive, Betty White would be a great mama. I completely agree with that. I guess for me, I chose Helen Mirren for mama. Um, I was thinking of old actresses, and she's old, and she's very good. So, I don't know. Take it in a little different direction, maybe. Um, and maybe if you didn't make them Italian, you you could make them British, and then oh, go yeah. Hannah Waddingham as Ooh, Maria. I like it. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Um, but I also really like the Selma Hayek pick. Okay. So now there's overall thoughts. I want to go last. So how about mom goes first, then dad goes second, so I can go last. My overall thoughts are this movie was much better than the first, although yeah. the first was very good. I felt like there was more playful banter. You got to see more of the character development in this movie. And because the woman factor was taken away, you got to see Max and John team up a little bit, which was a nice change. So I, I, overall, I thought that Grumpier was a great sequel, which we don't see a lot of times with movies. So I was impressed with it. It's, yeah, so now it's dad's turn. I have to agree that this is one of those movies where the sequel is just as good, if not better, than the first. It's not often that that happens. Um, but for me, the the reason I like this movie is I kind of took it from a different perspective this time. Um, the overall theme of this movie definitely is that change is okay sometimes and that moving on is fine. Um, there's a lot of characters that are trying to take the next step in their life, and a lot of them are hesitant to do so, but in the end, they make that leap of faith and everything turns out to be overall in the end. And, you know, we, we just moved to Florida from Virginia, you know, we're getting ready to move again. We've got all these things going on. So I kind of took it from a personal level and really related to this film. So overall, these movies were awesome. So that leads off to, to the perfect ending because of my speech. So, we love our listeners, and drop a, a thought or a comment below. And like I said, we love our listeners. Kind regards. Thank you for listening. And up next week, Dad will be picking... Hook. Okay, so that leads off to the end. We love our listeners, and if you're listening, you are the special guest. So kind regards and goodbye.